Spawnerly is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. Yo, what up, what up, what up, everybody here in Spawn on Me land. Shout out to everybody rolling through. This is the Spawn on Me podcast with Khalif Adams. I'm your host, Khalif Adams, rocking with you here this week and every week on our wonderful show here in Studio Chicago, making it happen, making things dope. Literally off the heels of hosting Games Beat from Venture Beat. I'm literally doing a show right after rocking an eight hour hosting session because I love y'all so much. And I wanted to be here with you all to make sure that we have dope things in store for you all here this week and every week on the Spawn of Me podcast. If you missed our last week's episode where we talked to the wonderful folks from Heart Shaped Games about their new game called We Are the Caretakers, you missed a banger of a show. You missed a fantastic episode and you need to go fix your life and go watch that episode and go listen to that episode on all podcast platforms around the world. So again, making sure that we are on top of everything that is new, funky, and dope, we always have fantastic people rocking with us. So make sure you go check out that game. It's a fantastic take on the conversation around why animal poaching is bad and also a fantastic look into an Afrofuturistic uh, strategy game that we have not seen in ever. We've never seen a game like that before. So I am extremely excited by the prospect of that. But that is not what we're here to talk about this week. We have an amazing and very awesome guest, someone who I've been looking to talk to for a fairly long time, and now we snagged him on the show. So I'm really excited to get into the conversations about all the wonderful things in the PC gaming space. So please welcome to the stage CEO of Main Gear. We have Wallace Santos. Wallace, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Excited to have you. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, my man. My pleasure for being here. I appreciate the time. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm very excited to have you here uh, for a couple of different reasons. So first off, I am a big PC gaming fan. I've been PC gaming for a very long time. I got my first PC when I was a baby. Uh, super long time ago, way back in the day when every PC was gray with gray cap keys, uh, in the oh, yeah. days of the TRS 80 days, uh, Ooh. way back in the day. So, you know, I just outed myself as an old ass man, uh, who <laughs> had a computer way back in the day. Um, but you know, for, for you, I, I want to hear, uh, I'd love for you to share, you know, a little bit about who you are and and how you got into this really interesting space of, you know, being a PC builder and being, a, you know, running a company where this is, a, you know, this is the main thing that you're doing. I'd love to hear, you know, kind of your origin story of how you got into the space and and how you kind of built this this this, this empire. This is fantastic. Oh, uh, man, like um, it's uh, I'm going to try to condense it as much as possible, but it's uh <laughs> You know, essentially, it came out of passion, right? I, uh, when I when I graduated high school, I, I went to school for a networking systems professional, mm. and um, I got my degree, uh, and um, I just couldn't find a job. Right? Huh. So I was I was too young, and, and nobody wanted this young cat to uh, to run their network. <laughs> so um, 
you know, uh, basically it came out of necessity. I, you know, I, there's two things that I really loved uh, was one was motorsports racing. And the second thing was uh, just PC gaming, gaming in general. I used to read like, you know, Game Pro Magazine, EGM, all those yeah. magazines back in the day. Um, and um, so I started a consulting company. Um, this was like September of 2002. And uh, literally the garage story, it was in Newark, uh, like right by the multiplex, like just like, the you know, back in the day, man. Um, and, uh, you know, that same year, I ended up ordering a PC from uh, a company that I really looked up to, right? Unfortunately, that PC, that game PC arrived damaged from, you know, the, the shipping service. I'm not going to name names, right? But um, it wasn't the company's fault, just, yeah. you know. Um, you know, so uh, essentially, I, I called for support. I just wanted a new computer. I wanted to get my, you know, my system up and running, et cetera, et cetera. This was like Christmas time frame, and it was just taking too long, man. Um, the support didn't live up to the expectations of, of, you know, the actual product and the brand. So um, I ended up like rebuilding my system, that system myself. I fixed it up, and 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 during that time, I had a realization that I can just to do the same thing. I'm like, yeah. I love PC gaming. Um, why not just sell, you know, gaming PCs for a living? So, um, you know, and I had, you know, I had helped friends and family build PCs here or there, but it wasn't like my thing yet. So uh, I just started to do a lot of research and, and really just, I got deep into it. Um, and then I ended up going to CES. Yeah, I was this 19 year old kid, just flying to CES on his own, right? Um, I shook some hands. My big break was meeting this guy called Leo Laporte from the a show yes. at the time called The Screensavers. Yes. Laporte and Patrick Norton. Like I stood in line to get this guy's autograph. I'm like, hey man, can I? Uh, can I? You know, I don't really don't want your autograph. I just want to send you a free PC because I make PCs for a living. Huh. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey kid, don't don't send me a free PC, but I'll tell you what, I'll give it away on my show. So like, huh. that was huge for me because I didn't really have a company yet. Right. And I'm, I'm pitching this guy as if I have a company here. And, and, uh, so, you know, he gave me like about a month. So in a month I had to like create a website. I had to basically create a product line. I had to uh, create a brand, right. I, yeah. I only had a name, but I didn't have the, like the logo and all that stuff. And uh, I got a 1-800 number, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I basically had to set up a company about a month and a half, uh, like a PC game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we, we got, uh, you know, we got on the show, man. And, it, you know, at the time people used to watch TV, right? So like we had instant traffic, like we had instant emails, like calls that just happened instantly at the time. And, um, and this is a, the really short version of, of the story, but, um, that was like, that's how we got, we got going. Right. Um, so, you know, the idea was to combine really the, the culture of motorsports and, and automotive world, with PCs, so we were one of the first to deliver or to sell gaming PCs that were painted, right? We weren't the first, but we were one of the first. And then we were uh, the first to commercialize uh, liquid-cooled computers. At the time, liquid cooling huh. was like a, a hobby. It was something you did in your mom's basement or in your basement, right? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, you couldn't go and just buy a liquid-cooled computer. So we were stupid enough to sell that because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, water and PCs, um, that's, you know, it, it mixes really well. Right. And at the time we would use like, you know, like aquarium pumps, like, uh, we would use like redline water, water, uh, yeah. like, you know, these like radiators that were like, we're just buying from like, you know, <laughs> from like air conditioner condensers. And stuff. It was crazy, man. So like, it was like, we're just Frankenstein and stuff. And, and, and it was just, it was, you know what, it was one of the best time of my life. It was just 
I was just doing something I really loved and it was exciting. Every time I would get a sale, it was, it was like you'd get my adrenaline going. And uh, yeah, and, and we stuck to it. And you know, our principles was always just let's make sure that we um, we deliver a good product, right? We live up, we we live, you know, by by our word, right? We support it really well. And um, as long as you make a good product, you support it well, it kind of sells itself over time. So first of all, I have to my 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 excitement to have you on the show has grown even more now that I know that we both are screensavers nerds. Um, I was a huge We're dating fan. ourselves. Yo, I mean, you know what though? F that. I don't even care. You know what? It's it's dope to be older. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Um so that really makes me excited because again, it's like I know that one of the reasons I started my show or got into the space was because of seeing other people who, you know, had were like minded. Like I was a big G, you know, tech TV fan and then big g4 fan when that conversation wind up you know bubbling up and having those conversations so to know that you and i have that whole like leo laporte patrick love uh is dope but that also shows a lot of initiative for you to basically roll up on someone like that who at that moment when we think about folks who had like large amounts of influence in the space leo laporte still to this day with twit and you know this week in tech and everything that he's been doing over the 15, 20 years that he's been in the space for you to walk up as a, as a young buck and roll up on was like, Hey, I just want to send you a PC because I think you're dope. That speaks to, you know, the, the way you kind of looked at not only the space, but the quality of work that you already kind of, you know, employed in, in, in the, the craftsmanship that you had. And also it takes someone who's like a little bit of a bulldog to say like, yo, I want to do this in a bigger, broader way because I didn't have necessarily a great experience. Were you always a person who kind of felt like, you know, you wanted to fix a, you know, fix a problem or fix an, fix a thing that you saw wasn't necessarily kind of like the best that it possibly could be. And that was kind of the thrust of why you kind of wanted to get into some of this work. Uh, I would say that's in, in my nature. It's just that, I go after things that I'm passionate about yeah. and, um, and I, I try to turn them into a business and it, it just happens to be that I love PC gaming. Yeah. I love gaming in general. Right. Um, I, obviously, uh, you know, I didn't get into the car space or the automotive space because, uh, I, I just, I had a focus, Yeah. right. But if I had it my way, I would be doing both at the same time. Right. But, uh, you know, PC gaming, it's, it's been a, it's in our DNA, man. It's, it's, you either love it or you don't, right? Or, or just gaming in general. Um, yeah. I, I used to, you know, I had this thing with like, you know, when I used to read the gaming magazines, I used to start at the, the end of the magazine and kind of go the, you know, <laughs> towards the front of the, of, the, of the book and then kind of read it again the right the right way. And I just, I used to, you know, just that's that's who I am, man. Um, I love yeah, it. So it's just, you do what you love and if you end up not working, you just, you're just doing what you love. <laughs> I love that. And, and, and I want to, I want to look at really quickly. Cause you know, you talked a little bit about the kind of initial thing that made you all very special was, you know, talking about the design and liquid cooling and, and, and digging into it that way. I just got to show the folks at home who are watching on YouTube. If you're listening in video in audio version, I'm sorry, you can't see it. <laughs> uh, but this is just gorgeous stuff. Like, this is just beautiful stuff here. Like the piping that you've done on these machines, the special water blocks you've done as a person who is a PC builder by day because I do it at my job. And also as a person who's an enthusiast, like 
that's a beautiful just work that you've all put into the space to, to, to make it look and feel like you said this mashup of the two loves that you have which is the you know the the, the car enthusiast space and now the the pc space you know how cool is it to be able to kind of see that vision both merge with those two those two likes as well yeah, you know, um, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm glad you showed F-131. It's, it's one of our products where we, we engineered uh, the cooling system and the actual uh, chassis itself in tandem, right? So, like, the idea behind that product was really to, to you know, usually liquid cooling in a PC is an afterthought, right? Mm-hmm. You start with the chassis, you start with the components, and then you kind of find the, the liquid cooling components that you think can fit in the system and it, it's not meant to go in that specific system. It's a mod, right? Yeah. So the idea was, what if we brought kind of everything together and as a company, it's, it's in our DNA itself is just to build a better product that's engineered to perform better, right? Like, you know, our, you know, we have this obsession for like, for performance that it comes from the competitiveness of, of just of who I am and, and, and which, Somehow, like the, the company embraced, right? Um, where we just want to make things faster, better, more stable, and um, you know, uh, you know, once once we started to get more resources, uh, and we were able to hire engineers and hire people that can do just the, the shit better than I can, essentially, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you know, just experts in certain fields. Um, we're able to design products like that, right? And, uh, and what you get is is a is a basically a computer that's aesthetically pleasing that's uh you know functionally it's gonna just perform really really well it's gonna be really quiet um and it's it's just gonna basically you know rip man i mean from from the way it looks to the the way it performs it's just gonna be a killer yeah i mean i know personally that you know the the pc builder space has gotten wild in the past 10 years it's been something in which we've seen so many different modifications and the conversations about kind of the you know classic you know, gaming PC idea of what that could be to now these showpieces that are the kind of cornerstones of people's setups and things that, you know, you look at any streamer at this point, what's usually in their shot somewhere, it's at least a, a vision of their PC uh, being a part of that thing. Um, I just love the fact that you've gone into this aesthetic and, and, and tried to do something very, very different with what you've been working on. I think that that has been something that's definitely, you know, made main gear, uh, kind of stand apart from a lot of different other companies. Um, we had a really good question in the chat from diabetic orphan who says, it seems like uh, it would take a lot. That's a great name. It, it seems like it would take a lot of money to, to create your own PC building repair business. Where does one start when you're thinking about the process of, of getting into the game in that way? Yeah. I mean, we, we're, you know, we're like bootstrapped, right? So, um, you know, I, I did, you know, have a partner at the time. It was actually the guy who I used to work for um, huh. that, that before I started my company. I said, hey, you know, do you want to be my partner? And uh, his name is Jonathan. And um, we started with like 10 grand. Um, so like it, it, I think, you know, in today's day and age, you're probably going to a little bit, little bit more money than that. 10 grand is nothing now, right? You know, 10 years, 15 years later. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, you know, we racked up on credit cards. You got to believe in yourself, right? So like every time you start, something and if you started kind of second guessing yourself don't just don't even bother right you got if you're gonna go you're gonna go right it's like crossing the street like you're doing traffic right or like crossing like a stop sign or something just just go yeah (laughs) because um you're gonna have no option but to make it work 
And, um, and that was kind of our deal. Like we started, um, I, I remember we took on a lot of debt like the first year, man, because we had to design like packaging for the systems. There's a whole like mm. art to, to like not just building the product, but then you got, you have to deliver the product, right? You have to ship it. It's got to withstand, you know, uh, FedEx or UPSs, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they give no Fs whatever, about whatever your packages. Help. Yeah. I mean, it's not that they don't give no Fs, it's just that <laughs> they're dealing with a lot of package. All right. They don't give it. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, that, that was, that's kind of what made me start the whole business was because I had a bad experience there. Yeah. So it was one of the things that I focused on from day one, You're like, let's make sure we can ship these things. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's, it's look, uh, bootstrap man if you want to start something just do it right yeah. like get some money together uh get some skin in the game you know call, call mom call dad uh, call <laughs> friends and family and, and get it going because um that's and especially if you're young right if you're young i was 19 years old that's your only chance once wow. you, you know once you become uh you know a family man or, or a father uh, you know there's more risk there for you right so um take advantage of, of, the, of the opportunity that is wild yeah, to know busy. that you started this at 19. That is wild to hear that out loud. Because again, like, I know so many folks who have a passion or have a dream and they start late, you know, for, for multiple reasons. You know, like you said, like some people have families early. Some people, you know, they just don't have that direction yet. They haven't figured that stuff out. Um, so to hear you started this at, at 19 and, and then have grown this into a successful business is really, really amazing to hear that. And I'm sure a lot of folks in the audience are just like, huh, that's that's pretty, pretty super cool to hear. Um, the oh, piece... one more thing. She, yeah, she got a sorry, but she got a mentor too. Uh, something that I, I learned um, just later on, right? Like you always need mentorship. You need yeah. somebody that's that's going to guide you. You know, and it doesn't have to be in the space. It just can be somebody that's going to say, "Hey, pay your taxes," right? <laughs> like stupid things like that. Because we 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 you know a lot of schools don't give you the financial uh, education that you might need to run a business, right? So like this is all stuff that I kind of learned you know, doing it and kind of stumbling. And yeah. sometimes we would hit like a speed bump here or there. But if you have a mentor that's always guiding you, you're going to, you're going to basically prevent a lot of those issues. So. Yeah. That financial literacy is a huge part of that. And, you know, like, you know, we've, we've been a business for maybe two and a half, maybe three years at this point. And I'm still learning a whole bunch of stuff of like how to, figure out ways to, you know, safeguard yourself against certain terrible things that people want to do or, you know, loopholes and the way the systems work so you don't get yourself screwed in other, any of those places. I definitely did learn that from all my, from my other IT folks that I used to work with as a former IT guy myself. Uh, so I know, I know those, those things are in there. Um, the big conversation right now is kind of twofold. Um, one is, uh, PC gaming is moving at light speed paces. It's moving faster than we've ever seen, both in the network and in the, the notebook and in the desktop space. The hardest thing that's happened in, in the past year has been the pandemic um, with gaming kind of, you know, skyrocketing because everybody has been home. Um, what has business been like during the pandemic? How has it kind of affected everything that you've been trying to do in the space? And has it has it hampered or has it kind of helped because folks have, you know, kind of been home and, and, and been gaming more? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, right when the pandemic started, uh, it was in March. Um, yeah, I had I just had a baby like March 3rd, March 16th. Yeah. Everything was getting shut down. So like I was literally freaking out about just the freaking government shut my business down at that <laughs> yeah. point, right? Like, yeah, it's a stuff that I would never have imagined that can happen. 
start to happen. And, um, you know, I, I was, man, like, I was so concerned for our business. I'm like, wow, people are not going to buy gaming PCs. They're going to want to just try to survive. Yeah. Right. I was like, this is really happening. This is like some form of like war happening right now that yeah. we just don't understand. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, in some ways, like we had this big dip. Right. Um, and business right in the beginning, I think everybody was kind of trying to understand what's happening. Right. And then like two weeks later, like all of a sudden, like our sales just started to skyrocket. Huh. We start to sell a ton of PCs, right? Um, and at first, I'm like, oh my god, okay, we're in business um, now. How do we figure this out, right? Because we can't have everybody working. We have so we have the challenges of a growing business and not having enough staff to support that growing business in house. We had people that can work remote; they were able to work remote. And, and actually, we're still we still have people working remote today because. We figured that why do you need to drive into the office if you can do your job remotely, right? Right. But um, with that, you know, 2020 was the golden age of PC gaming, so to speak, right? Yeah. You have these like haymakers that companies like NVIDIA and AMD just kind of threw out there, right? Like AMD delivered your, you know, their latest CPU, their, their, their latest Risings. Um, NVIDIA del- delivered your latest GPUs, the 3000 series, right? So demand was already high. And on top of that, you create products that people really have to get. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and, um, you know, um, and it's been a challenge, right? Because we have this growing business, but we don't have enough supply. Yeah. Um, but if you look at the numbers and if you look at, you know, what the amount of GPUs that companies like NVIDIA and the amount of CPUs that AMD's putting out and Intel, et cetera, um, they're staggering. So it's not like they're starving the market. There's just huge demand for right. these products. And, um, and then you have all these logistical issues right now that are going on with like ships getting stuck at the port. Uh, you know, you have, it's just, it's, it's, it's an insanity that we're going through this right now, but it's a good insanity. It's a, it's a good controlled chaos. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I, you know, I think the, the overall TAM, the total addressable market grew significantly because of COVID. Right. So you have everybody that's, never experienced PC gaming before they learned about it. They want to buy a PC. Mm. They bought the PC and now they're streaming. Now they're like, wow, this is amazing. Now they're understanding latency. Like, holy crap, like the PC, you can get like a, a monitor that's 240 Hertz that you can get 240 frames per second. And then your keyboard, your mouse, the accuracy, right? So once you learn that ecosystem, once you learn the space, you really don't want to go back. It's also always evolving. It's always moving forward as well. So, like a new monitor will come out, new GPUs will come out, new CPUs, and your game is always you're, you know you're, you're always in, in front of the consoles, right? So, like um, you know, there's always that discussion of like you know the, the PC gaming is dead because the new console launched every <laughs> five years. Forget that that story somewhere, and uh, it's been proven you know time you know, over and over again that um, the PC is always ahead. Yeah. So. Overall, though, uh, to answer your question, uh, business has been amazing. Unfortunately, supply uh, has been just not enough for, and that's just for everyone, right? Like, yeah. Lead times are high across the board. Uh, if you go to Mangrove right now, it's we're like at eight weeks lead time. Wow. Uh, depending on the product, we're even more for a PC. But if you go anywhere else, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. I mean, we're even at the point now where the conversation has moved to to governmental governmental levels, right? Where Biden has been talking about the the possibility of kind of stepping in because silicon is so hard to find, uh, or trying to get silicon in, into the into the marketplace in that real big way. Um, 
is there gonna so do you... to that what was that yeah to that right there, to yeah. that right there there's there's like a huge substrate shortage right so like the auto manufacturers are fighting for the same huh. chips yeah right so like you know these sound chips for example that that are used to make motherboards right they're being consumed by different there's just not enough yeah. Right. So like then when you say, hey, there's like a motherboard shortage. OK, like maybe the motherboard is actually built, but it's missing some like a small component that they can't finalize that board. They can't fully build that board before they actually package it and ship it. So um, it, it's different industries fighting for the same, you know, for the same factories to get turned on and, and, and to ramp up right now. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's fascinating because, again, it's one of those things where. When you have that huge amount of supply, I mean, demand, and you're still trying to figure out like what industry is taking what I need to to do my, to do parts of my business. I, I wonder, and, and I'm sure you're having conversations with this, uh, not only internally on your team and across the business, but with other teams. I, well, here's a good question with this kind of shortage in terms of, you know, actual hardware nuts and bolts pieces of stuff. Are you all like as PC PC makers? Are you all like having conversations? Is there like a space where you're just like, hey man, I don't know where to get that stuff either? And people are like, hey, I'm over on this other company. Like, dude, I can't help you out. I don't even know where things are at. Like, are there? I know there's always going to be competition in this space because of you all being businesses. But I'm curious too. Are are there are there ways that you're all kind of helping each other try to get across the hump until you know supply is is at a better space? Yeah, I mean, we, we do, you know, I, I do talk to my competitors from time to time. And by the way, like, it's a, it's a cool industry. Like, there's yeah. no there's no beef, right? Like, we, I can call up my competitor right now and just say, hey, man, like, are you seeing the same problems? And they'll yeah. we're, we're open, right? But um, there's, it's, it's, I think everybody's facing the same exact challenges. Um, and, 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 you know, sometimes you just, you, depending on, you know, on the type of business that you are, you just have to stock up on certain products to make sure that you don't start tomorrow, right? Mm. Uh, and if you think about how, how everything worked out is, you know, in the beginning of COVID, most enterprises kind of ramped down, right? Mm. Because, you know, they, they, they laid people off or they furloughed. So all this ramping down that happened, thinking that everything was going to slow down for a very long time. And all of a sudden, two, three weeks later, you start to get this, this basically this upbeat of, of just this demand that's two, three, four X what you're normally, where you're normally are used to. Yeah. And now not only do you have to ramp back up, but you have, you don't have enough people, right? You don't yeah. have enough people. You know, just, everything is screwed. So like it's, it's going to be an ongoing problem for, I think until at the end of the year, at least. Yeah. And, and I, and I also wonder, you know, the conversation has been about, you know, like once the world opens back up, you know, how is gaming, going to be affected in that way are people going to not stay home as much i'm sure in the beginning phases everybody's going to go buck wild and just run around town and lick doorknobs and hang out and hug people it's going to be everybody just running around like mad um I, you know I, but i feel like it's going to stabilize at some point and people are going to go back into their kind of old gaming habits in that way too do you feel like the the conversation in terms of the overall market and in the way that you're all thinking about the kind of return to normal um is changing the way you're thinking about the way you kind of work business now in comparison to what that forecast is going to look like so uh, i think the demand will remain strong um for a very long time um 
because the town grew. Yeah. Right. We have, we just, you can't run from the fact that you just, we have, we all have new customers. Yeah. Right. And, and these new customers will eventually have to refresh your systems, mm. you know, two to three years from now or four years from now, whenever they, they decide to. Um, and, and, and more importantly, like w- once you try it, you don't want to go back, right? Like you, it's, inter- it's a form of entertainment mm. and, uh, and PC gaming, it's, it's just like watching, going to movies, right? Like you're not going to stop going to movies, it's entertaining. Yeah. So like, you know, and, and now people are creating businesses out of it, right? Like some people are just streaming to like, you know, how many people stream to 50 people to hundred yeah. people? Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually impressive, man. If you think about it, you know, can you get a hundred people in a room to, to watch you speak or play a game? It's very yeah. hard to do it in real life, right? So, but you can do it on Twitch or, or YouTube. So, um, I don't think it's gonna, you know, I think, yeah, it'll probably ramp down a bit. Um, but we'll still be way higher than we're normally, uh, were like, uh, you know, two or three years ago. Yeah. From a, one of the best parts about being in the PC space, um, is that, you know, PC gamers and, and PC owners, PC manufacturers are always on the kind of leading edge of technology, you know, seeing things first, being able to kind of touch things first. Um, especially with the conversation of how the streaming space has grown, not only in the past year, but in the past five years, oh, yeah. do you, do you think, or, or are you, are you thinking about what the, I'm sure you are, but what is the conversations that you're having around what the potential next big thing is going to wind up being that kind of either moves, you know, a portion of the audience forward in a different way, both streaming or content creation or gaming or, just some tech that you're really excited about that 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 may be coming in the not too far future um that feels like it's going to kind of move pc gaming forward in, in, a, in a bigger and kind of more comprehensive way so um i, I wouldn't say there is a revolutionary piece of tech that's going to come out that's going to you know drastically shift uh you know something that we i think we all hedged our bets on was vr you know, yeah we we would try vr and we're like holy shit like this is this is the future, right? But you know, we forgot at the time that PC gaming is damn good the way it is already, yeah. right? So if you can incrementally make things better, those are the steps forward, right? So like better display technology, right? Higher resolution, uh, higher uh, you know, just a higher frequency. Um, that requires. Uh, you know, more more computational power it requires a, a faster GPU. That's kind of how the, the refreshes work, at least in the in the hardware space. Um, from a use case standpoint, um, I mean, who knows, man? Like streaming. If you told, if you asked me ten years ago if Twitch would be a thing, I would say, who the hell wants to watch somebody else watch play a game? I just want to play the game, right? Right. Um, but if you think about it logically, like it's just like watching a baseball match. Huh? Or like a basketball game, you're just watching people that are better than you <laughs> doing their thing really, really well. And you're going to try to do the same thing later. You want to be like like who you're watching. And it's just exactly the same thing that we're experiencing now. But it took me, even me, it took me some time to understand, like, how the hell is Twitch taking off so so fast? And, and why are people watching other people play games? It's just weird, right? Yeah. I'm just going to go there and play myself. But um you know, we're living in this new virtual world where, like, man, like, I mean, there, there's so much happening, right? There's, like, virtual, you know, real estate. There's, <laughs> there's virtual currency. Right. There's this, right? Like, these things that you had no tangible value before for us, uh, or even to some of us till today, have a lot of value in the virtual world now. 
right? So, um, yeah, and, and values can be exchanged. So, I mean, who knows when it comes to, you know, from, from what's beyond Twitch, what's the next big thing? Um, I really, I really can't answer that question. Man. Who knows, right? <laughs> it's it's going to be wild. It's going to be NFTs of NFTs. We're going to have like NFT bundles of stuff uh, kind of packaged <laughs> in with each other. It's wild. It is super right? wild. And that's just a perfect example. Like, why would you buy artwork that you could just copy and paste? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right? but there, there's there's clearly value there um it's it's clearly a thing i mean so you know i think people's artwork sold for 60 million dollars or something like that yeah right? yeah so it's, like um you just gotta embrace it it's a wild time <laughs> i mean it's a wild time in, in lots of different ways where i think that the conversation around you know what is going to happen um around technology is always going to be really interesting and i feel like the pc for as much as people still um, don't automatically think of it in kind of the broader sense, like I think there's a conversation in the gaming space where gaming as a whole, PC is is still the kind of mainstay in that conversation in terms of what you have an expectation for to drive visuals forward and to drive you know speed forward in that way with consoles kind of being the easier solution uh for ways to get in on the ground floor um but pc is still everything waterfalls from that technology down anyway uh so it is really cool to see that that's a part of the conversation um you know we're, we're almost out of time with, with hanging out with you but I'm, I'm curious too you know i know you're gaming hard when you have time uh what what stuff are you playing at this point what, what games are you digging into and and having fun with Man, honestly, I just been playing Rocket League lately. <laughs> it's fast. I have a I have a one year old right now, so I, I really have not just had time to really sit down and game for an hour. Yeah. You know, once you have your kid, you understand. Yeah. Um, so I need to I need to play games that are like short bursts, right? Yeah. So um, I, I either you know I, I believe it or not, I like benchmarking a lot. So I get home uh, if I have the latest and greatest. I like to just you know kind of see you play around with stuff still um and uh and then rocket league is kind of my go-to game right now where i can just fire it up play a couple matches and uh and you know i mean i'm out i kind i kind of love the fact that you're still benchmarking stuff <laughs> as, a, as a ceo I'll of the company stop. i'll never stop man i'll never stop like, i it's, love that because that's just something i love so much that see that's that's where me and you we have our nerd our nerd glasses still still in there just being like man Sometimes that stuff is just great. Like you just get a chance to like dig back into what that stuff looks like and and understand, you know, just how important that stuff is in that space. Really quick last question, which uh, before I let you go, because I think this is important too. Um, one of the coolest things uh, about what you've been doing in the space is is we talk about on this show a lot, spotlighting rep and representing for for people of color, folks in that space, and, and making sure that they have their due. Because again. I think it's really important for people to see people who are doing it, who look like them. You know, was that a part of the conversation when you kind of started the business to say, you know, this is going to be a thing that, you know, I want to represent for, for my particular community to be like, hey, I, I'm doing this and, and hopefully other folks will be able to see that they can do it too. So, you know, the honest truth is no, because I'm from Newark. I'm from Kearney. Yeah. You know, like that was, you know, I live 20 minutes, 20 miles away from New York City. So yeah. I'm used to 
the the mix. Yeah, like, I'm Brazilian. You know, like I, I, it, to me, it was, I'm part of this culture. Yeah. I, you know, so it was never like I'm going to start something to spotlight anything. Just so, like, you know, to me, it's a normal thing, right? Like, it's yeah. it's it's like, uh, you know, my, I have friends that are black. I have friends that are Asian. Like, yeah. that's just the way I was raised, man. Yeah. But um, so naturally, it's going to always be part of our business, right? Yeah. But I never thought of it that way. You know, we 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 hire everyone. Like, yeah. it's just. You know, uh, we we work with everyone. Like you know, like it's it, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're dope, you're dope, man. Like that's kind of the the so is the idea. But like, you know, I I think uh, I think it's important to to have this conversation now, though, right? It's it's a topic that's it's being discussed everywhere. Right? You know, and like I feel like Middle America doesn't really understand mm. some of the things we understand, right? On the, on the different coasts, right? Yeah. So. Um, you know, it's just, it's just there's so much that we could talk about there, and I would love to, I would love to do a follow up with you, man. Um, yeah, yeah. This topic, yeah. We will definitely find some time to chop it up about all that stuff. I want to say, you know, again, thank you so so much for 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 being here with me today. Again, I, you know, I had heard your story from from a couple of friends and a couple of colleagues, and and they were like, you gotta get you gotta get Wallace on the show, and I was like, yo, I've been done. Like I want to make that happen because I, I personally, you know, we're both East Coasters. We both know what that yeah. grind is. We both know what that energy oh, yeah. is. Um, and I am inspired by your work. I am inspired by your story. And to hear, you know, how you started Main Gear and and where you where you started from, that to me, you know, continues to push, you know, folks like myself and other folks, even, even, even if you never see it, you, you there's, there's people who you have affected through your work and through you becoming successful at what you've done. So. I want to thank you for continuing you. to push for your dream. I think that has helped so many others push for theirs. Um, and again, y'all build dope stuff. Uh, so yeah. it's it's always cool to be able to see folks who are who are you know changing the game and and pushing for different things and, and wanting to make things better and, and more awesome. So so Wallace, thank you, man. Thank you so much for being I here. Appreciate today. you. Thank you. Appreciate the work you and, and the rest of the main gear crew have done. Um, everybody in the chat, actually, let the folks at home know where they can go check out more of your work and, and more of the more. Yeah, the just go to maingear.com um, and uh, just m-a-i-n-g-a-r.com and uh, just, just search whatever social network you're on, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, look around there. And uh, if you want to find me, just look for me and your CEO and you'll run across me wherever you are too. But hey, Kelly, I want to have you over too, man. Uh, whenever this whole pandemic thing is uh, is, is over, if, you, if you're flying again, we'd love to have you visit our shop. I would love and, to. Uh, so, so you can see how, what we do and how we do it. I would love to. I mean, I would love to, to 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 check out how how it actually comes together. I'm a huge nerd for that kind of stuff. So, uh, word yeah. when when everything opens back up, please, I will I will keep in contact and we will definitely make that happen and share some of that stuff with the folks back here at Spawn on Me. So uh, excited for that to be a thing because then I get to see all the nuts and bolts how it works. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so everybody in the chat, everybody at home who's listening, please give Wallace and the rest of the main gear crew some love. We'll be having links in the show notes to some of their gear uh, to show off some of the good stuff that they've been putting out into the world. Again, thank you so much for being here, fam, and we'll see you very, very soon. Thanks again for, for, for rocking with us tonight. Thank you. Peace. Everybody here in Spawn on Me land, we are going to dip out for a little bit. We'll be right back after this. Hi, Merrick Kay here with the Fanbyte Podcast Network. I'd like to tell you about Channel F. 
a show where we talk about the games we're playing. Can I just say yeah. how much I would love for there to be a Hitman game that's just about making people experience embarrassing social faux pas, trying to like prank people and make it seem like they had farted or like tripped on something. <laughs> that would be like very good. Dig up weird finds at thrift stores. So the listing says Bung Doctor V64. <laughs> And take your questions about the best jokers. Flabars Martin asks, what's the best or coolest weapon ever given to a mech? Gundam Fusion Rebake has a really good... Oh, wait, give, me, sorry? give me that one more time. Gundam Fusion Rebake. Yo, I heard you. <laughs> Gundam Fusion. <laughs> I personally guarantee as the president of podcasts at Fanbyte that listening to Channel F will make you a better, smarter, more powerful version of yourself. So go to fanbyte.com slash podcasts or search for Channel F on your podcast app of choice today. Improvement not guaranteed. Listening to Channel F may cause purification. Shout out to everybody here again. We are back. This is the Spawn on Me podcast. If you missed the first half of our show, you missed a fantastic conversation with the fan Wallace Santos, CEO of Main Gear PCs. He is awesome and a great story too. Like I love hearing stories about people who are finding their passion and finding out ways to make the thing that they've always wanted to do be a thing and make it happen. I love hearing stories like that. That stuff, that stuff is the stuff that drives me and makes me excited to be in this industry. So again, thank you Wallace for, for coming through and for, for spending time with us here in Chicago with our wonderful folks here on Twitch and at home listening in audio land. Um, this week, uh, we have a couple of stories to dig into. Uh, it's been a slow week in terms of actual stories. There's not a lot of stuff happening, but there are some cool things that are going down. Um, I just want to say again, huge thank you to the folks over at VentureBeat uh, for having me as the day one host of Game of GB Summit. Uh, GamesBeat Summit is one of the biggest industry events on the planet uh, from the folks at VentureBeat. Uh, I get to I got to intro so many dope folks today. Phil Spencer, Sierra McDonald, uh, Bobby Kodak from uh, Activision and Blizzard today. Um, you know, Hallie, Hallie, uh, Haley Gross uh, from Naughty Dog. So many cool people to get a chance to talk to and and share their stories and, 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 and do that work with the fam. Dean Takahashi uh, from VentureBeat. So, again, thank you to all of them for for letting me rock. Uh, and for letting me host again, uh, bucket list item I get to check off today uh, by by doing that work with them, uh, and then rolling over and coming over and hanging out and doing the stuff here. Um, so, gotta 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 dig into that because that was super super cool. Um, so, first story of the week is about PS5 selling really really well. Um, you know, everybody near mama can't get a PS5. I understand it. There's a lot of conversation about how difficult it is to to get one. Uh, it is not easy. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, it's it's rough out there. Um, I don't know how to figure out what we're gonna do about that shortage. It, you know, the conversation we just had with Wallace about s shortages of motherboards, silicon, all those kinds of things. 
uh, to be able to find boards for our PS5s and for our Xbox Series Xs and Ss uh, is going to be very difficult. Um, but with that being said, uh, a story came out today on Kotaku as of Wednesday um, that shares a little bit of information about some of the sales that we saw in the space. Um, and it looks like even though that there is a shortage of PS5s in the stream, uh, that they have sold 7.8 million PS5s since the console officially launched in November, uh, according to a a company quarterly earnings call held this morning. Um, Industry analysts believe that you might be reasonably enough to be able to pop into, uh, that you won't be able to pop into a game store and go buy one uh, very soon. But supposedly that is supposed to be getting better. That's the conversation that's supposed to be happening. Uh, you know, this is the, the CEO, I'm sorry, on the, in the call today, Sony CFO said that the company plans to outpace the PS4 second year figures of 14.8 million copies, um, copies of consoles, but that was clear that the company likely won't be able to produce more consoles than that, despite the stratospheric demand. Um, that's going to be wild. It's going to be a lot. They, I don't know how they're supposed to beat the PS4 second quarter launch numbers when scalpers are snatching up everything, uh, trying to figure out ways to get new consoles into the, into the stream, into the channel, I should say. Um, it is going to be hard without using very radical means of extra, extra money uh, to buy a PS5 that is going to not just be from a store. You know, I think people are still in the scalping spaces. We're still in the places where they're trying to buy consoles uh, to be able to get them. And it doesn't seem like any of that's going to change anytime soon. You know, we're going to be talking about a game that I've been playing on PS5 uh, a little bit later in the show. And it's going to be hard for people to justify, not, not justify the purchase of that game, but to, be excited for stuff when they can't get the system to play it. That's going to be the hardest thing right now is like, I would love to play that thing you just reviewed, but I can't get a console to play it on. Uh, so, so that is going to be a very wild conversation in the next six months, even in the next year. I really don't believe that anybody. And I, and I, I saw that there was a, a conversation that went out earlier this week as well from the Microsoft side about sales. I just don't know what, you know, supply and demand is looking like right now. It seems like it's going to be kind of all over the place, but it's also going to be something that's very difficult to get um, into the space in a good way um, and and across all kinds of tech, Uh, PCs, like Wallace said, stuff is going into cars. Silicon is at a high, high, high demand and it's just isn't enough supply. Um, I do, and I wish that I can get someone from the Biden administration on the show to talk about what they are trying to do with that conversation of, you know, the U.S. government jumping into that conversation about how they want to deal with some of the shortages that we have here. I I just don't know what they'll be able to do because you can't dig in more ground without messing up the earth. (laughs) E-A-R-F, earth. Um, So, yeah, that's going to be pretty wild to see what they're going to do in that space. I don't know how they're going to fix that. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to really affect the gaming industry in a, in a larger kind of more, you know, expansive way. Um, second story 
of the week is about Dying Light 2 getting some new information into the space. There was a dev diary, a dev Q&A that popped up the other day. Um, also, shout out to friend of the show, uh, Josh Silverman, who is working PR on that uh, on that game. Super happy for him. Uh, Bear Punch, massive love to you. Um, this is a game that I've been very excited for since E3 when I first got a chance to see it. Uh, it is a game that I have been very, very excited for. It's a game that I, as a fan, a huge fan of Dying Light 1, uh, been a huge fan of that game. Uh, so getting a chance to see that get some more information when, let's be honest, a lot of people thought that game was dead and that that game was not going to be coming out. Um, th there's been a lot of conversations around Techland and if that game is going to actually be, be a thing, I am happy to hear that that game is going to continue to be something that's going to happen in the not too distant future. Um, the conversation around that game was was pretty short, uh, but they dug into some conversations about why weapons uh, won't be in the game. At least guns won't be in the game. Uh, you will be able to dual wield uh, weapons in the game again in a way where, you know, you'll be able to make a makeshift shotgun uh, and use a melee weapon in the other hand. So you'll basically be able to parry not parry, but you'll be able to kind of defend yourself with that weapon uh, and then kind of finish them off with the with the melee weapon, uh, which is super cool. Like, I like that they're using this lore that they've built into the world to help fix that part of the conversation. I think that's going to be really wild to see um, how they're going to be able to build that into the game and then make that one particular weapon something that is going to be something that's really sought after. It's going to be a thing that people are going to try to continually build as a part of their, their, their kit so that they can, you know, fight these zombies and these infected uh, in the world of dying light. One thing that they did talk about that I thought was also really cool was the fact that the world is basically two and a half times bigger than the previous world. Um, and that's without adding in the verticality in the, the map space. Um, so I, I am, super hyped about that game being as big as it's going to wind up being. Um, I love that game. I loved what I got a chance to play in dying like one um, and seeing them going, seeing them going to kind of like build upon that is going to be real funky and real dope. So I am very hyped for dying light too. Um, our last story of the week is all about returnal and Whew. man, listen. So Sony sent us a copy. Shout out to Sony for a review copy. Um, I am trying literally tonight to do my review, especially after a long day of recording and hosting and doing three shows in a day. I'm going to try to get that thing out before Friday, which is the uh, which is the embargo date. Uh, my my 10 year anniversary is tomorrow, which is Thursday, the 29th. So I may not be doing my review on a Thursday. Like I should be doing it. Cause I'm going to be celebrating with my wife, my 10 year anniversary. Um, but I am so excited. Um, yeah, I'm going to get, I need some tea and honey. Um, because my voice is already is already cracking right now. 
let me just say this because they said that we could talk about preview stuff um it's the reason why i haven't streamed it so basically they let us say you can stream up to 45 minutes of the game and i've chosen not to um because in the same way that i don't want anyone like i didn't want anything spoiled for me in any of the, the resident evil uh demos that just came out like i want to go into that game as raw and you know uh, raw without anything seeing any of it returnal i i'm not gonna say for people to not look at reviews i think a game like this you have to look at reviews especially with the game not being out well especially with the the console not being out as widely as it usually would be and the conversation around this game being 70 bucks which i think is still you know again uh, i am lucky enough to have gotten a preview uh, a review copy um but this was a game because it was a house mark game that i was going to buy day one anyway if i didn't get a code um, I am a huge Housemark fan. I love everything they've done. I've played every game that they've made um, and I've loved everyone for each individual reason that that game has existed. But I will say this about Returnal uh, before we leave for this episode of the Spawn of Me podcast. Um, also, no post show tonight because I got to try to get other stuff done. Is I am infinitely impressed with how this game if you are on the fence about buying a ps4 there are two reasons to be on the fence one is because the u the the os is still in kind of beta there's still some things about the u the the ui and the os that still aren't as user-friendly as it needs to be if you were on the fence before and you didn't jump on it when miles morales came out as the visual masterpiece and this continuation of a story and this pretty fantastic game um, that 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 everyone was very excited about. And you waited because you were like, I don't know if this is going to be a game that I want to play because of that thing. Returnal is the second game on PS5 that is a system seller in my mind. It is one of it is one of the hardest games I've played in a very long time, but it is amazingly fun. It is super cool. Um, it is, there are very few games that I go to bed thinking about and then wake up the next morning and being like, man, I really wish I could be playing Returnal right now. Damn. I wish I could be playing Returnal right now shoot, I really wish I could be playing some Returnal right now. Um, If you are a person who has that itch for, you know, failing and retrying and failing and retrying, this is a game for you. If you have that itch about, you know, you're a big Shump fan, if if it's that itch. I'm going to say some other stuff in the review that I'm not going to say right now because I think that those things really are the crux of why I think Returnal is one of my favorite games that I played in a long time, but I can't share it yet because of embargo. And because we're, because it's Wednesday and not Friday, I can't say all the stuff yet. If we were recording the show on Friday, I would blur it all out in, in, in all the forms, but that means you got to wait until Friday, uh, or at least until the weekend, 
uh, for me to get all of my thoughts together and, you know, get all the videos together and make it look pretty uh, for, for, for a video that will go out later. Um, we'll probably put it up on my, my Twitter feed, uh, as a raw video and, and then we'll put it up on YouTube as well. Um, so lots of conversations there for sure about that other thing. The last thing that I want to share this week, um, is, is more around housekeeping. Um, and I think this is important. So again, I would say check out the return of review. It'll be up before hopefully Monday. Uh, but from a house cleaning um thing um i want to share some some good and well it's good news it's it's good news um and i and i just did this today uh cuz i've been thinking about it a lot and then i didn't know how to do it yet and i just didn't have a chi- time to like do all the like machinations of of the way you should do it um but for most folks who have been following spawning me for a very long time um, you know that one of the lifebloods of our work um, has been Patreon. Um, you know, the, the, the funds that you have given me and our show over the past five years or so has given us the ability to go to E3, to buy new gear, to pay, to pay contractors, to get our logo and all of our art redone and to do all of that work came directly from all of your 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 pockets and all the hard work that you put out into the world and, and as you shared with us um today we're gonna suspend our patreon uh we're gonna shut the patreon down in the next week uh if you are already a patreon subscriber um, i've already paused the payment for may so you won't get charged for may um, but we've over the past year been lucky enough through the things that I've been working on as side projects with hosting and producing shows and all that kind of stuff where spawn on me is now financially solvent, um, which is a fantastic thing to say out loud. Um, and I wouldn't feel right continuing to ask for your support financially if we weren't. Um, so since we are now um, in a broader way, in a way that is sustainable in a way that I don't have to think about, you know, are we going to be able to host the show anymore because of that kind of stuff? Do we need to buy new gear? All that kind of stuff. Um, it's great to be able to say that that version of support, um, is no longer needed in that way. Um, so I want to say again, you know, of course, we'll still if you want to support the show through merch and stuff like that, of course, we want to still do merch and things like that. But Patreon, we're not going to do that anymore. Um, and I have to say, again, this has been in the same way that Wallace talked about it earlier in the show. Um, this is the first passion project that I've had. Um, this is the first project that I've had that has worked well, that has been successful. This is the first project that has been something that has done good for the world and has also been able to help and has been able to now sustain itself um, without the usual crowdfunded help. Um, that is that is super gratifying. That is really, um, it, it is really momentous to, to, to know that the eight years of hard work 
and everyone that has helped to get Spawn of Me to where it has gotten to, again, me hosting stuff like Games Beat and Dice today, uh, Dice this month, um, is all the culmination of all of you in Chicago spending time listening to the show, sharing the show out, helping us get bigger. We're still tiny in comparison to most podcasts and especially the bigger name video game podcast. But I think that our message is super strong. I think what we do is unlike anything else that is that exists in the video game landscape in terms of podcasting and content. Um, but it but it really is a reflection of how beautiful and amazing all of you are um, to be able to help get this studio built and to help, you know, us get, you know, pulled into Fanbyte, uh, and for us to have that dope rug on the ground that Coding Joe was asking about. Um, so, you know, we're in a, we're in a much better place than we've ever been. Um, it is really awesome to see that we are able to grow, um, and, and be able to, you know, do the work that I've always wanted to do. Um, but, and, and now that that financial, expectation has been fulfilled and met. Um, it, it feels good to be able to say that we don't need to do that part of the, the, the cycle anymore. Um, again, if there are things that I owe you, cause I've been terrible about, you know, getting people shirts and things like that, please email me spawn on me podcast at gmail.com. Um, I want to make sure we fulfill that with, with the, the asks that are still out there. And I know that there is still in there. Uh, so I apologize for that, for not getting you those things in a timely fashion. It's just been, I grind super hard and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm working a nine to five and doing four, two, two, two different shows and all the stuff over the past years. Uh, so it's, it's hard for me to get to everything. Um, but again, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who has ever supported us in that way. Thank you to each and every one of you who have you know, even with me sucking ass at, at, at getting you deliverables on stuff that I've promised have continued to still believe in me and believe in the show and believe in what we do, that you would spend your hard earned money and give it to us every month means a lot. And I, I never forget that. I never looked at stuff. I never look gift horses in the mouth in that way. And I never look at people who support this passion project that I have decided to embark on. Um, and, and, and seeing that you have all believed in it enough to use your hard earned dollars to make it grow means the world to me. Um, so again, thank you all very, very much for, for, for supporting me and supporting Bricago. Thank you very, very much for helping us get to the next step of a ever evolving, you know, growth that we want to get there to, uh, and, and, and we hope to continue to grow with everyone and, and everyone that we've been doing work with. So you know, massive love to you all. And thank you so much for that. And, and appreciate each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart. I say that. And I, and I love you all for, for all believing in me. Um, that being said, uh, we're going to get up out of here, uh, for this week again. Thank you to Wallace for, for coming and rocking and hanging out with us again. Check out main gears, PCs, maingear.com. They have dope stuff in the, in the channel. So make sure you're checking out that stuff. Everybody here on Twitch. Thank you so much for everybody's come through tonight. Uh, we're going to pass you off. Uh, to the internet for tonight uh, while I go get some tea and then go work on this review for Returnal. Uh, but again, this show is would be nothing without all of you in Bricago, so I really do appreciate you all for being Bricago residents and, and, and believing in the dream. So much love to you all. 
Ooh, oh my god i had i had a little gas in my in my chest um we'll see you all next week on the spawn of me podcast much love to y'all peace